0: Welcome back to Ahead of the Curve, the Scoliosis Experience. This is episode 16, and I'm your host, Dr. Megan Teed, also known as the Scoliotherapist. I'm really excited for this week's topic of the week. Um, It is something that a lot of people talk about, don't really understand what is up and what is down when it comes to this topic. Um, The topic of the week is four ways to make pregnancy and scoliosis less daunting. This is part one of a three-week series. Um, We are going to be going over a couple of different things, but before we hop into the topic of the week, I just want to do a little quick update. Uh, Last week on Instagram, I did a post on why resisted side shifting. Isn't a great exercise for scoliosis. This is something that is pretty often prescribed for people that have scoliosis um, by physical therapists, uh, Pilates instructors, personal trainers. And while it seems like it's a good idea, um, it kind of is simplifying scoliosis more than it actually is. So, scoliosis has more than one curve generally. And when we're doing a simple side shifting motion, it creates a shearing force in the spine, um, usually at an area in the spine called the transition zone. And this is when the curve is, this is the area of the curve where it's changing from going to the right, to the left, or vice versa, or it's changing from kind of being straight to curved. So um, those are the areas that tend to be painful, more mobile, and they're the areas that are targeted when we're doing a side shifting exercise. A better option would be to use a TheraBand to challenge your corrections while you're doing a functional movement. So while you're trying to pick up one leg and balance on one leg while you're squatting or going up one to the balls of the feet. If you want to have a little bit more of a vision or vis- excuse me, visual of that, go ahead and check out my um, Instagram account, the scoliotherapist. And you can see a little video of some good options and alternatives to a resisted side shift. Um, also last week, we had our collective Q&A, our monthly Q&A. If you missed that and you're a member, um, we went over and answered some questions. Um, is it safe to wear a weighted vest with scoliosis? What exercise machines should I avoid at the gym? Why wearing a bra with underwire could be detrimental to your health? And um, I, I also reviewed a bra recommendation that I have for people that have scoliosis. It doesn't have underwire, but it's still supportive. And then I also did a little review on my office chair that everybody really has an interest in. It's pink and attractive and very, very uh, ergonomic for somebody that has scoliosis. This week, I'm heading to a business conference um, in West Palm Beach. To meet some of my amazing colleagues, uh, other female small business owners who I've known for, I think, years actually online. Um, so I get to meet them in person. I'm pretty excited about that. So um, if you're one of my clients and you need me, you can um, expect a little bit more of a lag time for me getting back to you this week. On to the topic of the week. So Four Ways to Make Pregnancy with Scoliosis Less Daunting. If you are anything like me, you have been told some really weird crap about being pregnant with scoliosis. When I was in physical therapy school, we had a lecture about all the changes that happen to a woman's body when they become pregnant. And my friend and I, we sat there and we just made this list of all the things that Happen to your body. And the list was so long. And we just looked at each other afterwards and we're like, I don't know, it's like having a baby is for. Me. And this is just baseline, you know, without having scoliosis. They didn't even in this lecture, they didn't really talk much about how to mitigate a lot of the issues that come along with pregnancy. They just seem to say like, Hey, these are all the things that can happen and pretty much it's to be expected and you'll just have to deal with it. Or, you know, your patient or your client will have to deal with it. So last week I asked my Instagram followers if they would share some of the things that they've been told about pregnancy with scoliosis. And here are some of their responses. I will have to deliver via C-section, nothing, crickets, till I was getting the epidural mid-labor and two doctors had trouble sticking me. At 18, I was reassured any future pregnancy would be normal, but I don't believe it. I've never been pregnant, but I was told that my curve would get 10 degrees worse with pregnancy, um, with each uh, progressive pregnancy or consecutive pregnancy pregnancy. I've been told that my spine will get worse while I'm pregnant and then it will bounce back after I've given birth. Um, I've been told that our curve is likely to worsen after the baby is born due to the relaxant hormones. I've been told I won't be able to have an epidural. And then finally, my favorite slash least favorite They said it would be like putting a square peg in a round hole, not what you want to hear when you are young and looking forward to having a family. I have severe scoliosis and I've had two beautiful children. So really clear and informative and encouraging things, right? (laughs) Not so much. Um, this is why over the next three weeks, I'm going to be covering some information you might not have ever been told before about pregnancy and, scolio- and having scoliosis. I want to equip, me- equip you with information to empower you to go into your pregnancy and afterwards without feeling so afraid of what's going to happen to your spine and your body. You know, knowledge is power, and most of the tips I'm sharing over the next few weeks I've learned through a pregnancy and postpartum master course that I'm taking with the New England Pelvic Doc Collective. This week, I'm discussing how to prepare for pregnancy with scoliosis. Next week, I'm talking about how to prepare for birth with scoliosis, so actually giving birth. There's a whole process for that. And then the final week, I'm going to cover recovery postpartum with scoliosis. Honestly, most of the things I'm going to share with you are useful for any person that's entering pregnancy, but it is especially important for people with scoliosis. So the way, number one, to prepare is um, to understand your curve, So I know that this is uh, another, in addition to elongation, this is another talking point that I really hammer home quite a bit. But understanding your curve just really helps you with so, so many things. Depending on your curve type with scoliosis, we have the tendency to hold most of our weight on one leg. And then the asymmetries, they continue as you traverse the remainder of the body. So understanding your tendencies baseline without being pregnant. um, so you can hold yourself in a more neutral alignment. Once you become pregnant will alleviate the severity of conditions that can accompany pregnancy. So some of those conditions are sacroiliac pain, sciatica, pelvic pain, incontinence, and more. And some of you may have some of those conditions baseline. So it's good to try and address that now before you become pregnant. As your body is shifting and changing with the growth of your baby, the pressure on your spine, your pelvic floor, your diaphragm, all the things, they also shift. So you can learn to hold yourself in a way that helps to reduce those uneven pressures on these structures which can also reduce the amount of pain that you're experiencing. So one of the questions and one of the um, kind of responses that I just talked about a little bit earlier was um, concern over whether or not you're able to have an epidural with scoliosis. And this can depend on where your primary curve is located. So again, knowing what's going on with your curve um, entering pregnancy is important if you're concerned about whether or not you can have an epidural. So if your curve is primarily in your lumbar spine, it might be more of an issue for you um, to have the epidural because it's placed usually in the lumbar spine area. Um, But, you know, even if your curve is in your lumbar spine, there are positionings and um, ways that you can move yourself that open up that space where they would do the epidural, where it would make it a lot easier for your doctor on B day. (laughs) So birthday. Um, so that's why it's important to Work with a scoliosis specialist in combination with your birth team so you can figure this out beforehand so you're not surprised on your big day. Um, there is the possibility that, you know, you may not be able to have an epidural at all, but it's good to know that going in um, to your, your pregnancy into your birth. So you can plan ahead and try to do some other you know, pain modulation techniques. So there's a lot of those, um, also that we'll cover in our next podcast episode. It's so uh, also knowing your curve type, um, leaning up to pregnancy will kind of prepare you and get, give you a heads up of when you are pregnant changes that are going to happen or where you'll be more affected. So if you have more of a thoracic curve, that's higher up, Uh, With pregnancy, you'll likely have a little bit more issues with shortness of breath because it's impacting your lung capacity um, because your curve is getting squished even more and compacted. Um, So just training for those things beforehand, learning elongations, learning the diaphragmatic breathing is really important leading up to your pregnancy. And then if your curve is more of a lumbar curve, it may be more important for you to be doing some hip strengthening to help balance the hips. So if you do have a hip glide that's very prevalent, you're more balanced going into that pregnancy, reducing the pain and the symptoms that you might have. So um, way number two to make pregnancy less daunting with scoliosis is to have your pelvic floor assessed by a pelvic floor therapist. Many people with scoliosis experience issues with their pelvic floor, such as incontinence, pelvic pressure, painful intercourse, constipation. um, And that's because of those asymmetries that we have all throughout the body that I talked about a little bit earlier. So they're also in the pelvic floor, the asymmetrical lengths of the tissues um, can cause some of these symptoms. That's why it's important to see a pelvic floor therapist before you become pregnant. So you can help address those uneven pressures internally that are linked to all of uh, the things I just talked about. Also, uh, the pelvic floor asymmetries can cause the baby To kind of shift and move into a funky position in the uterus, which can lead to an extended labor, more demand on the pelvic floor down the road. So uh, next week, we're also going to talk about this a little bit more and how we can manage it and alter the baby position in our body. Point number three. Research who you want on your birth team. So. Begin to formulate what type of pregnancy and birth experience you would like to have. Do you want to have a hospital birth or an at-home birth? Do you want to work with a midwife and a doula? Or do you want to work with an OBGYN? Look for someone who aligns with your values and your goals before the day. Some of the other people you might want on your birth team a massage therapist, acupuncturist, chiropractor. So there's special chiropractors, excuse me, who specialize in working with pregnancy. And um, two of those types are spinning babies. And then the other one is a Webster trained chiropractor. You may also, you probably definitely want to have a pelvic floor therapist a lactation consultant, a PCP setup, hopefully you already have one of those, and an OBGYN. So you'll have a lot on your plate and you will feel a lot more rushed choosing who's going to be on your birthing team once you're pregnant. So the more that you can prepare ahead of time with a clear mind now, the better off you'll be. All right, so finally, point number four. You want to train to be as strong as possible going into pregnancy and understand the benefits of exercise for pregnancy. So your pregnancy is comparable to training for running a marathon. Pregnancy places a huge demand on your body. I mean, you're growing a human inside of you. (laughs) Um, It is beautiful and it's a miracle, but it is a lot of energy that it takes. Um, and strength to be pregnant and to give birth. So once you are pregnant, you will train even more for that big day, which is when you give birth. So your training, it will require breathing training, uh, pressure, balancing training, upper and lower body strengthening <clears throat> to support your labor positions. Education on how you can help facilitate your baby through the pelvis by altering your hip positions. So we'll be talking about that next week as well. And here are some of the benefits of exercise during pregnancy. Shorter labor durations, better pain management levels during labor, lower risk of gestational diabetes and hypertension, a decreased risk of C-section and assisted vaginal delivery rates, better controlled birth weights, decreased incidence of surgical delivery and assistance, better fetal outcomes, less postpartum depression, eases constipation, supports the cardiovascular system, and it normalizes body habits postpartum. So all that to say, don't wait until after you're pregnant to begin exercising and strength training. Start now under the guidance of a scoliosis specialist, pelvic floor therapist, so that you can learn how to be strong and well-balanced and prepared. It is possible to have a great pregnancy and birth experience with scoliosis and spinal fusion. I've had a lot of clients who have had multiple births and their curve remains stable and strong, but they did do a lot of work before and during their pregnancies to make that happen because it is a marathon. (laughs) So um, that is all for today. I hope that you found this information enlightening and helpful. And I look forward to taking you through the next few weeks and explaining a little bit more why and how to prepare for your actual birth experience and then beyond. So uh, make sure that you subscribe to this um, podcast so that you can get notified when new episodes are uploaded. Also, if you can write a review that helps people to find me as well. I hope you have a good rest of your day and I will catch you next week.